what's good street church music family this is miss chrissy and i'm here for another podcast for this week um i hope everybody is doing well i hope your families are well i hope you're having a blessed week so far even though it's sunday night for me i'm hoping and praying that your week going forward is spirit-filled that you will prosper at the things that you put your hands to do and that you will find a way to be closer to the Lord this week. So um, today's podcast is just going to be me and hopefully Amber will join us again or my husband or somebody will join us. But for this week, I'm just going to do the podcast and I have a few subjects that I wanted to talk about. Um, I want to talk about uh, millennials and some other things so let's get into this millennial thing all right so long story short i was um at work and i walked by and i saw somebody was reading something so then i was like okay what are you reading so she showed me a book and it was something that her she was doing at her church and her church members were reading the book and they would sign off on it by chapter And um, there was something that I saw in an excerpt from her book that was very disturbing to me um, concerning millennials in particular. And there was a statistic on the paper that said that the millennials consist of a group of individuals born between 1980 and 1980 and 2000 or something like that. I'm not sure. But generation is supposed to be like one of the largest generations and there are 80 million people within this group of the quote-unquote millennials and i don't know if it's like 1980 to 1999 that's what i'm thinking i know it's like between the ages of 30 and 17 so long story short everybody within this group out of the whole 80 million people there are only 15% that are Christians. And so, um, again, this is an excerpt from a book that I was reading. And um, it was just like a random statistic that was included in it. And it was very alarming to me because um, as far as the millennials are concerned, I hear a lot of things about our generation. I'm included in the group. And, you know, and I thought it was just me because whenever I go to church, like, there's like a gap, you know, like people who there are people who are older and then there are people who are younger. But there's like this gap of people where you can kind of see, you know, there are not that many of us there, like within that age range. I had no idea that there was like I feel like this is like somewhat of an epidemic for there to be 80 million people. And out of the 80 million people only 15% are Christians. Like this is like a wake up call to me 
especially with the whole street church music thing, because sometimes I look at it like, um, okay, you know, it's just something God told me to do. Um, really street church music was birthed out of me, um, wanting to start my own label for myself independently for my, um, from just like my Christian rap stuff that I do. Cause I decided to like submit my gifts over to God and within my business plan was street church music, which is supposed to be like, you know, just an outlet, like a communications nonprofit type of situation that kind of creates content around the culture of CHH or creates content to minister outside of the church. So that's my whole goal is to reach the unchurched. And, um, I was disturbed, but at the same time, I began to realize that, you know, maybe the reason why the warfare is so high is because this particular group of people, like the devil doesn't want, he just doesn't want us to make it. He doesn't want us to, I mean, so many people walking around talking about stay woke and I'm like, okay, I get it. But, you know, at the same time, you have to get you have to respect the game. Like God made everything. He made everything. So, you know, um, you just have to respect the game when it comes to that. Like and just he's worthy of worship and praise. I could be biased, but I don't know. It just disturbs me that my generation. But then it makes sense. Like when you look out and you see like what you see on the news and you see the heartlessness and the lovelessness, it makes sense because if our generation is not like in tune with God and in tune with God's love of the world. He said sin is only begotten son and things of that nature. Then of course they're going to be walling out. So, you know, as a millennial, um, I'm disturbed, but at the same time, it makes me more focused. And I just want to send a shout out to everybody who is a millennial and you're in ministry. I want to commend you. I want to tell you to keep going. I want to tell you not to give up, stay prayerful. You know, if you're at home, reading your Bible or just, you know, not turning up or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that because, um, like the Bible says, the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. And I did, um, what is it? A blog this week about the narrow path because, um, let me see if I can find. Yeah, there's a, um, a verse in the Bible about the narrow path and is, you know, wide is the road to destruction, but the narrow path leads to life. And, um, it's, it's just important for us to stay in tune with our calls and our gifts. Like if you are feeling led or pulled by the Holy spirit to do something, it's not a mistake. It's not, um, God is not, you know, to be mocked and he knew what he was doing when he put that gift in you. He knew what he was doing when he put that hunger in you to do the right things. And don't, you don't have to get caught up in, you know, what everybody else is doing because the, the Bible says when the spirit of the Lord, you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. And I believe that those millennials who have been called, we are the standard right now is not the time to take your hand off of the plow. Like it's worse for you to take your hand off the plow and walk away as if it never existed. Um, then for you to keep going. So the verse about the, the narrow gate is Matthew seven, 
in verse 13. So let me turn to Matthew 7, verse 13. Yeah, so if you're a millennial, and while I'm turning to this, I'm just going to say, and you've been called, it's not an accident. He's calling you for a reason because there's a void. There's a um, there's a void in our generation. And, and, you know, sometimes people get upset when they see, like, the world coming into the church. Um, but I just want to, you know, say to the churches, be ready because the harvest is ripe. The laborers are few. But I believe that there's going to be a revival that goes forth. And I believe there's going to be a harvest of souls of people who hunt, who begin to hunger after God. That could be the reason why, you know, CHH is blowing up. You're seeing it in the music, like more and more rappers are talking about God, whether they're whether they're labeled Christian rappers or not. And I believe that is that. I mean, God knows he knows, you know, what's going on with the millennials that only 15 percent of us are Christians. So. Maybe that's God's way of, of drawing us out. He said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So maybe that's his way of drawing in those people who are millennials. So, yeah. So this is Matthew 7, verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. There are many who go in by it because... Narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. It's not easy. It says right here in the Bible, difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. You know, um, right after that, he goes into saying, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothes, but inwardly there are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, their fruit, and you will know them. So, I mean, the good fruit, the bad fruit, the false prophets, all of that. I wasn't trying to go into that. But um, I am still very concerned about this millennial situation. And if you're listening, and if you're a prayer warrior, and you're listening... I would just put in my request for us to begin to pray for the millennials and pray that there will be an awakening, pray that their eyes will open up and they will begin to see and begin to seek after God because this is serious. You know, at epidemic proportions, like people are just not with the whole Christian thing. And I believe that people need to know. They need to know. They need to know about Jesus Christ. They need to know you don't have to walk around and feel bad about things that you've done, like that somebody did something to forgive you. You don't have to walk around and be lost. So, yeah, I'm very, very, very alarmed about that. But I believe that if we focus as a body, and I'm not just talking about your church, I'm talking about all the churches across America. Do you know how powerful we could be if every single church across America had a united agenda in prayer? and going forth and healing in the land. And that's something else I wanted to talk about too, because um, sometimes we kind of get caught up in that whole prosperity thing. And I'm not saying it is bad. You know, of course, when you follow God, you're going to have certain blessings and you're going to have certain things open up. So it's not bad. But what I will say is that I don't want to be so focused on that, that I forget you know, those signs and the miracles and the wonders that come with being a Christian. Like, to me, that's more important. That's the evidence. Because Jesus said you will do greater works. 
So the evidence is in the healing. It's in the signs and wonders and miracles. And they came out of that gate. They called beautiful. And they said, silver and gold have I none. But what I do have, I'm going to give to you in the name of Jesus. And see, I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to heal and do signs, wonders, and miracles. But it's up to us to have a hunger for the right things, to not really just be seeking prosperity, but to seek after those things which will give us, you know, the ability to heal through Jesus Christ so that we can make his name known. What better way? to draw somebody to Christ than to open up their blind eyes or help them get up out of their wheelchair so they can walk. Like that's evidence right there. That's faith in action right there. So, you know, it's just my prayer that we'll begin to see, you know, open up our eyes and see this, you know, it's not necessarily, of course that's going to come. That's, that goes without saying, but sometimes, you know, um, it's important to just focus on allowing the Holy spirit to move through you so that that brings glory to God. Um, so yeah, again, I'm concerned about the millennials, but I believe that God knows in, in that. I believe that there's, there's like a call, like a clarion call going out across the nation to get the attention of this particular group. And when they do come in and when the harvest does come in, we have to be ready as saints. We have to be ready to reap that harvest ready like we can't still be drinking milk like we got to be drink eating on meat and be ready to to bring in the harvest and treat them right and love on them you know what i'm saying it says you will know them by their fruits like let us be fruitful let us be the type of christians who embrace and you know help just groom and you know put them put them together get them right so um yeah and this is so funny because I was I was just driving up the street and I was thinking about the verse where um, in Matthew six oh no Matthew seven twenty four therefore whoever hears these saying of mine and does them I will liken them to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sins of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, beat on that house, and it fell, and a great was his fall. So it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So, you know, what, what he's saying is whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken them to a wise man who, who built their his house on the rock. Um, yeah. So, you know, we want to be the type of Christians who are building on the rock of Jesus Christ so that we will not, when the storms come, we won't be able to the storms will not be able to, you know, toss us to and fro. So my question to you is, what is your foundation of of your life? What is your foundation of your relationship? What are you building on? And that's why I was in the car thinking of that. Like, what are you building on? If you go, if your relationships are built on a rock, if your if your life is built on the rock of Jesus Christ, then it's gonna be able to withstand the trials and whatever tribulations or whatever comes and goes. Um and another thing, another reason why I feel like 
Um, not I feel like, but another reason why I believe that most millennials are like going away from God is because we got too many idols, you know, like music stars and athletes and all types of idols. Still, I mean, God is jealous and he's not to be mocked. If we, we remove the idols out of our life and begin to have that authentic relationship with God, I believe the scripture says, draw nigh unto him. And he'll draw nigh unto you. So, you know, it's just important to not put anybody in that place. Like even, I mean, I don't care who it is. Like there's only one place for God. Like our, our um, generation could be, could have a lack of faith due to having an idolatrous hearts. Like kind of like the Babylonian, the um, Israelites when they were all into that Babylonian type stuff. And I'm going to tell you right now. God is the same and he's faithful. He doesn't change over time and he's still jealous. Like, and he doesn't want anybody taking his place. He wants us to put the idols to the side, turn off the TV, turn off the iPhones, seek his face and spend some time with him. And he wants to talk to us. It's a lot of times we stay up all night. We can't sleep, you know, going through different things, worrying, I mean, anything could be an idol. It could be a um, cell phone. It could be, you know, your career, your family, whatever. Just all I'm saying is I'm not trying to be deep. I'm just saying just take some time. It could be 10 minutes a day. You can work your way up to 30 minutes, 40, 50 minutes. Take some time. Steal away. And just spend some time with God. Just spend some quiet time. You got to wake up early in the morning. Wake up early in the morning. You got to pray. You know, take a little prayer break. When you're on your 15 minute break at work, take a little prayer break. Take your Bible in your 15 minutes. Just take some time and see what God is saying to you. Because it could be that we're talking to friends and family and different people. And God is the one who wants to speak into our lives. So, um, and I don't even know why, <laughs> why I'm even talking about half of this stuff. But. I think I got fired up over the millennials. Really, I was going to talk about um, how to be a Proverbs 31 woman. But that millennial situation had me like, and even even with this, like I was saying, sometimes I, I don't want to say I get so discouraged, but sometimes I feel like maybe, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it's not important. It's just like, I don't know. I is just sometimes with this, maybe I feel like I maybe I'm not reaching anybody. Maybe they don't care. I don't know if that's like just the warfare behind doing things for God that the enemy's gonna create distractions or just having your mind made up to do a thing. It's uh, but whatever it is, when I saw that thing about the millennials, I really woke up and realized that this thing is way bigger than me. So whatever I can do to help advance the kingdom, whatever I can do. You know what I'm saying? To help. I just want to let you know if you are a millennial, that it's okay for you to seek after God's face. It's okay for you to have a relationship with God. Like you don't have to do everything everybody else is doing. You can be righteous. You could be the standard. You could be the girl who's waiting on your husband and you're not going to kiss and you're not going to do anything because you're waiting on your husband. You could be that guy who's waiting on your wedding night with your wife because you don't want to defile yourself and you want to set yourself apart consecrate yourself and i'm gonna tell you um <laughs> y'all been on instagram it's some stuff it's some stuff going around 
out here. And ain't nothing wrong with only having one woman to come home to and ain't got to worry about no STDs or, you know, whatever is out there. Ain't nothing wrong with being a, a good man and raising your kids. And ain't nothing wrong with being a good woman and coming home and, you know, raising your family. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Don't don't get tripped up with, with all the hype. Like, ain't, there's absolutely nothing wrong with just, you know, being normal. And, you know, if you're single, there's nothing wrong with waiting. There's nothing wrong with valuing yourself to be the standard. Okay, well, I know that's what she do and that's what she does and that's what she does and that's what she does. But I don't do those things. I'm just I am the standard and I will wait. I'm I'm going to wait. And I, every every situation I've seen where a person has waited and set themselves apart and consecrated themselves for that husband or for their wife. Their lives are so richly blessed because they did it in order. They did it God's way. They didn't do it man's way. So I'm telling you, you, you will be rewarded. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You will be rewarded if you wait on God. So that is my little soapbox street church music podcast for this week. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out. To listen to this podcast, I hope you're blessed. I hope your spirit has been edified. I hope you feel encouraged. If you are in ministry and you are a millennial, just know that we at Street Church Music are praying for you because you have a great call over your life and God does not make mistakes and he doesn't take back. Um, once, he, once he gives you a, a promise, once he gives you a gift, he doesn't take it back. The gifts are without repentance. And once he take once he makes a promise to you, he's the God of his word. He doesn't change. He stands on his word. So it will come to pass. No matter what you see around you, just stay focused and you can make it through. So with that being said, again, love, love, love. Thank you so much for listening. And God bless you. Have a blessed week. Bye-bye. We got the juice, we got the light, the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright. We got the juice, we got the light, the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. We got that light, so you know we be lit when we talk about Christ, you know it's a hit. Looks on my face, should be shining like this. His mercy and grace got me shining like this. We be in his presence, we gon' give him reverence. We be keep flexing, I say on top of blessings. We got the juice, we got that light, it's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright. We got the juice, we got the light, it's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright. We got the juice, we got the light. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. Atmosphere, atmosphere. I feel them in the atmosphere. Got me feeling way out of here. I'm a seraphim, cherubim. Fake to fade the glory. Annoying God is all. We just live stars. God gets some glory. We got the juice, we got the light. 
got that light. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright. We got the juice, we got that light. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. Got enough to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God enough to be shining bright. We got the juice, we got that light. It's the God enough to be shining bright, yeah. Go light it up and hit the switch. It's the God in us, got us looking lit. It's the God in us, got our spirits rich. Men are called, but feel pit. Cause Elohim, the Holy King. Whole Timmy, I care a scene. Walking, talking, triple beams. It's Christ over everything. We got the juice, we got that light. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. Got enough to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright. We got the juice, we got the light. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah. It's the God in us to be shining bright. We got the juice, we got the light. It's the God in us to be shining bright, yeah.